Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Great bunch of lads. Very much so. Great bunch of lads. Doing and fine lasses. work. Yeah, they are doing very, very fine work. So see them if you need. If you've got legal issues that need resolving, 10% off your legal fees. Go see Levi's. Uh, Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanton and Rob Conlon today as well on the Square Ball Weekly Show. And the football's back. It is. Thank God. Of. Thank God. Um, we will get into previewing Villa in due course. First, a quick reminder of uh, TSB Plus. Our membership package, um, priority access to the match ball after a game, which returns this week. After Villa, that'd be nice, won't it? It will. I've been thoroughly bored yeah. <laughs> with the, with all these games cancelled and the other like, England games. Not really. Going to say England, not yeah. set your pulses racing. Gareth Southgate's England. God. All the excitement. It's weird because three three looks on paper like a really exciting game, but everyone was just saying how terrible it was. So I watched it. Yeah, well, I saw the I saw the actual I saw the good bit, the good twenty minutes mm-hmm. that we had. Um, just should say squareball.net forward slash plus just to close out that thought. Oh, yeah, we, do that. We, we segued straight into slagging off um, Southgate's <laughs> England, uh, who got us to a major uh, <laughs> tournament final for the first time. But he's, he's, now he's got us relegated from true. a competition I care about dearly. Yeah, it's, uh, England are weird, aren't they? I, I've, I was saying before, like in the run up when the squads were announced, now we don't have Phillips to be emotionally invested in. It's a point. Mm. It was weird on um, Friday night when they played Italy. I was only really half watching it. I had it on the laptop while I was watching actually something entertaining on the TV. But it says a lot about what England games are like in that the sort of half of it, what I saw, I was actually like, yeah, it's no, it's no different really to what I'm, And then everyone was absolutely losing their shit about it. But I thought, this is just what England games are like, aren't they? They're always like this. Well, the Nations League to begin with, it felt like it was a slightly more competitive version of the really shit friendlies England used to play. That was, that was, that was the reason they invented it, wasn't it? But to now avoid we, those. But now we seem to be treating them like really shit friendlies that we'll sometimes just lose. Which you have to, because nobody gives a shit in the same way they do about the domestic leagues. And of course, the World Cup adds another curveball into all that this year, doesn't it? So, mm-hmm. At least that's going to be a huge success. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I'm, I'm, this is the least I've ever looked forward to a World Cup. Like, I remember being a kid getting towards the World Cup so you think alright the season's finished now few more weeks but it's all kind of it's the foreplay for the World Cup at that point isn't it when, mm. the, when the season ends and you're just in that that waiting for the tournament to start bit and I've got no anticipation for this at all it's really not been helped by this month of no Leeds games either yeah. because I'm just resenting this World Cup mm. even more that I think well I've had to wait a month for Leeds to play we're going to play for another month and then it's another month off like I don't want that just play Leeds games instead <laughs> I think the anticipation as well of a summer of knowing you're going to be 
it's going to be summertime. You're going to be off school for some of it. You're going to have loads of football. You still go to school? Hang on the schools. But that like that feeling you get of World Cups, though. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> Whereas this rubbish. Yeah, it's silly, isn't it? Well, we've never had it, have we? That's the point. We've never had it where it's, it's broken into the season before. Um, speaking of which, let's boycott it. We should have done that ages ago, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, mind you, you know, if England progress again, suddenly you'll start buying into it again and thinking, oh, maybe I do care. Oh, it's coming home and all that shit. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, um, USA playing Saudi Arabia at 7pm UK time. That's tonight, isn't it? Tuesday night as we um, as we record this. It's nice to actually have, have some emotional investment in, in other internationals as well, like just to see how our uh, our Yankee boys get on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Although they got um, kicked about and beaten by Japan, didn't they? That was mental, that tackle on Aronson. That it didn't even get checked by VAR, did it? But he just sort of rakes his studs down the back of his leg. It was. It was started at knee height, didn't it? Like the top of his calf, and he mm. just went right down the back of his leg. Which, as far as I'm concerned, that's probably a foul. Yes, correct. I think. Um, Would you have given that? It's wild. That's the thing with Leeds playing at the end of this week. I'm now looking at the internationals, going, "Oh God, just get through <laughs> them. Just leave them out." Like Mateus Click was not even on the bench for Poland. Thought, good. Yes. Need more of that. Imagine then you've got. Um, who is it? Uh, our new boy, Nonto, has been featuring for Italy. He started versus Hungary, was heavily involved, uh, went off with a bit of a knock. You know, oh, great, here we go again. At one point, he looked really injured because ahead of watching the England game, I actually did watch this, or at least the first half and a bit of it because I was um, putting kids to bed and, and stuff. Uh, my kids, to be clear, just to give um, mm-hmm. you, just accuse me of lurking around school still. I didn't accuse I think those, <laughs> those are your words, Michael. Um, See, so yeah, I was watching that ahead of watching England because I thought, I actually want to see what, if he's any good. And um, he looks fairly useful. He gives the ball away quite a bit, and it was a—you can tell he's not exactly the finished article. But he's—he's he's kind of interesting. He's exciting, mm. and, and the stuff he did for closing down for uh, well, it was a—it was latching onto a, a short back pass, wasn't it? Yeah. Which I imagine is something he gets to do all the time in training <laughs> <laughs> at Leeds um, with uh, with old Diego <laughs> laying him back ten yards short of Melia. But no, I thought I thought it was quite. He was quite decent, isn't it? He looks lively. He's got smashing thighs as well. They've got Yeboah-esque thighs for those of us who were mm. knocking around in the mid-90s. Um, Yeboah noted for having an excellent quality of thigh. Mm. And the ears of a newborn. <laughs> Saying fantastic ears. <laughs> I've, I've been a bit, that was the thing on Friday when he came on against England. That was sort of the moment when I actually looked up and started paying attention and saw him kick Jack Grealish, which was good. And I thought, oh, he's going to fit right in at Leeds. But yeah, he, he didn't. He sort of got a little bit involved. Um, it was Gazetta Della Sport praised him for his swirling legs, which I thought was a good description. <laughs> and he did that nice thing where he uh, he cut inside the two players as well, didn't he? Um, and looked lively. Have we underestimated him a bit? Well, I feel like the club have talked him down really by <laughs> yeah. by not paying all that much for him, which is good. I'm not saying we should have paid more, but that the combination you should have gone of full, full Riddell and demanded we the, pay twenty million. The combination of the low fee and Jesse saying he wasn't ready for the Premier League, but like he looks all right. In, well, he looks all right in international football, which. Is a hell of a step up. You see when people go from under 23s to the first team, what a difference it is. And he's already playing at a, a level above that. So, Well, when we were chatting about this on the Phil Hay show, like back end of last week, the thought occurred to me after we'd finished the show that if this was, if you transplanted it to your own nation, and you know, in our case, this is England, if it was an 18-year-old who was on the fringes of the England squad as an attacker and we were signing him, you'd be well excited, wouldn't you? Yeah, massively so. But it's just because we're not that aware of his presence, you know, in Europe and... Italy. I know but... Italy are in a bit of a weird spot insofar as they've not qualified for the World Cup and they they are doing this thing of trying to play mm. more youngsters and stuff. So they, they're kind of getting ready for almost for the next stage. So maybe if they were to be playing in the World Cup, they wouldn't be playing him now. But, you know, he's, he's good enough to be around that squad, it seems. And they obviously rate him highly enough. And have, having had several looks at him, 
they still want him in the squad because you do occasionally get that thing of at England level where someone will get called at once and they obviously sort of take a look at him and go, yeah, nah, I think not, um, not having that. I think that's the thing. I, I was a little bit cynical of the whole, oh, he's an Italy international thing when we signed him because, yeah, Mancini's used something like 80 players mm. over four years. He's cast the net very, very far and wide and anyone with a bit of talent and potential has got a chance. I mean, he's even called up Marco Silvestri at one point, although he didn't play, which is uh, telling uh, and the right decision, I imagine. Mm. But um, that's the thing with Nonto, the fact that they've had a look at him and keep using him now, like the fact that they're bringing him on against England, they're starting him against Hungary he's obviously got a lot of potential that they like I don't know if this is sort of Premier League arrogance but I think there probably is an argument that that level is a step up above mm. international level because it's very slow and quite turgid a lot of the games and someone like Rasmus Christensen who has played in the Champions League played internationally for Denmark um, played 90 minutes the other night as they beat France he's had to say yeah this is actually he's been surprised by the step up mm. of the Premier League so maybe that's where the message from Leeds is coming that yeah, maybe we shouldn't expect too much from Nonto but it looks really promising yeah and he's a, he's a better option off the bench not to be doing anyone down but like last season when we were bringing on people like McKinstry and people who we've since let leave the club or go out on loan it seems like he's more likely to affect a game than, than, than those people I was interested to see where he played yesterday and he was playing properly up front he did drift wide but he seemed to be actually as, as a proper striker which I think given the size of him you almost expect that he's going to be a wide player because you think, well, you can't put him down the middle. But I suppose you can as long as you just don't pump balls to his head, mm. which we will inevitably do, <laughs> which is the frustration of everyone. Like, he's, he's four foot, for Christ's sake. And Luis Sinistera scored his first goal for uh, for Colombia against Guatemala. Uh, he was on the second half sub, wasn't he, there? And it took him 12 minutes to score the 1-4-1. That's his first goal for Colombia. Moscow's written a good blog about how his finishing makes Moscow feel safe, which I think... Uh, yeah, he's very applicable, especially when you see Sinistera's teammate who has the shot at the cutback first and completely shins it or even misses the ball and then Sinistera just puts it into the top corner as if it's the easiest thing in the world. Officially our best player now as well, Sinistera, because um, the new FIFA 23 has come out today. So those are people who play on consoles and one, one of the things the kids are always into is like what score has each of the players got? He's got 80 as um, Sinistera, the highest scoring player in the lead squad. Mm. I was a little bit disappointed though. Brendan Aronson's only got 74 I felt like, and the rest of the squad's about 77, 76, but Aronson's gone up a couple of points from his, his performance last year. Anyone been downgraded significantly? Uh, not that I can tell. They're all about mid to high 70s in the Leeds squad. And Leeds is, is classed as a four-star club out of five. That's just reminded me of um, when they got Ian Perveda mm-hmm. to do the unveilings a couple of years back <laughs> and he was looking at everyone's stats, which were really good, and he looked at his own and was like, oh, I thought I might be a bit bad. Barry this. Douglas was comforting him, wasn't he? He like, you'll get there, you'll get there. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, so I think JB is one of our, our lowest scoring players. He's like in the high 50s, something like that. But um, he's obviously just on the on the fringes of breaking through. Um, speaking of which, Sonny Perkins, he scored a, a hatful for the England under-19s against Georgia. 6-0 win, wasn't it? It was. First half hat-trick. He seems to just score every time he plays, doesn't he? He's quietly very, very promising, isn't he? I mean, it, I think, I don't think we've discovered him. I think West Ham knew he was good. Yeah. And then we um, definitely didn't steal him. He, he just he just chose he wanted to live in he wanted to live in York. He happened to become available and attracted to the area. That's what happened. Yes, yeah. but good. I'm all for poaching youngsters when it's not ours being poached. Mm. And he's never gonna not score again. Now <laughs> it's how it looks. If we can play him against um, against Villa, I think he's he's nailed on for goals. It is interesting how we start to accommodate these people though, because Summerville always looks really good in the other twenty threes, as does Perkins, and then we've got Nonto who's. We don't really know at the moment if he's first team or under twenty threes, but there's there's suddenly quite a lot of decent 
looking game-changing players that could be on the bench. Matteo Joseph was talking mm. recently about how he rejected Barcelona to come play for us because he was so impressed by well, it's come Victor to a, presentation. Come to a big money club, hasn't he? They so, not one of those skint arseholes in uh, in Spain. Yeah, what was in the presentation? Did he show him the video of uh, from the documentary about the crowd and stuff? Because that's that, that's one the his, one, isn't it? Yeah, one of his, one of his go-to favourites. Uh, another young lad we've signed, Cole Brannigan, sixteen-year-old kid from uh, from Northern Ireland, midfielder. Is this right? Not got him yet. We're maybe getting him right. I don't think it's confirmed or anything. We there's us and loads of other clubs wanting him. I made the assumption because his name's on the sheet. No, so. it's just the only transfer news there is. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from being linked with who was it? Some other one of the who were we always linked with? I saw I saw some some link had reemerged with some, it wasn't. It it's wasn't, not Gakpo, is it either? Because um, he's good now. Yeah, I think Gakpo's too good. Well, I think he him and Click best of friends now is what I'm claiming as well. Did you see there's actually uh, they're on the pitch together? For a twenty bit, minutes, for twenty minutes. So I think he's clicks probably had a word. If there like, is any, on. if there is anybody who's going to have a word with him, it would be click. <laughs> it's mm. like just come on. But we linked linked with um, Pulisic this morning as well for a thirty-one million pound move, something like that in uh, in January in the window. Would you would you take Pulisic? Is yes. For, is that for our twenty threes or twenty ones? It, it? It'll be in the it'll be in the perennium zone somewhere yeah. between the two. I think um, much like all the other ones that we've been signing. Because I now follow some several US men's national team Twitter accounts. They basically all there's like a free Pulisic campaign going, aren't they? And it's like they always make a joke about oh, he's the massive scapegoat and everything at Chelsea. Just because I feel like in England he, he feels quite under the radar to me. Mm. Like he sometimes comes on, but he doesn't particularly draw anyone's emotions one way or another. It's just he's just someone who exists. But I guess that's in in the same way that we were all massively emotionally attached to Calvin, and you kind of you sort of hyperanalyzed his performance for England and got very defensive when people were saying he didn't mm. really contribute. I guess it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? When it's your boy, you kind of you're gonna back him to the hill. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he is considered to be like the best American player ever, yeah. more, more or less. Well, he's, he, old, he's old news now. He's he's the post, young well, he was the poster boy, wasn't he? And we've now got pretenders to the crown. Mm. But if we reunite them all under one roof, that'd be exciting for well for the American fans anyway. Yeah, I, I, he's obviously a good player, and he wouldn't be the first person to go to Chelsea and fuck up his career. Wouldn't and he? And just realize it's play. a dreadful club. Just earn loads of money, but you know. Empty your soul. Exactly. Who needs that? Nobody. Come um, to Leeds, we'll pay you £15,000 a week. <laughs> Just to close out the thought on uh, on Cole Brannigan, he's managed by David Healy then at, um, at Linfield, as like Charlie Allen was as well. Mm. Um, Man City, Chelsea and Liverpool, all interested apparently. <sighs> Don't go to any of those. You're not going to play there, there. Come to Leeds. Exactly. We've got, we've got Stuart Dallas and we've got Charlie Allen. What more, could, <laughs> what more could you want as a Northern Irishman? And Jet 2 still, they must fly to Belfast from Leeds Bradford, mustn't they? <laughs> we've got uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell. Mm who played for us. Died in the wool Ulsterman. <laughs> for, yeah. for a little time, yeah. I don't know which bit of Northern Ireland he's from. It's the bit the bit near York. Nigel Worthington as well for 90s Fucking Leeds hell. fans. A big Leeds United favourite. Yeah. Okay, let's not mention Nigel. On to Bielsa News. Doesn't look like he's going to, to Santos though, who's reported to have turned down that job. That's a nice, it's a safe job is that, isn't it? Somewhere over there. Well, so we don't have to get upset. Yeah, don't. Mm. I like this part of me thinks, God, this turgid football that England play. Imagine Bielsa in charge of England. I could probably like him again because it's Bielsa and it being, you know, casting his image and all that kind of thing. But the country would, the, the press would ruin him, wouldn't they? Like, yeah. The first goal we concede, everyone would be on his back. Whereas, I don't know, Southgate seems to largely get away with it. I would love an England manager that refuses to speak English just to see the reaction <laughs> of Matt Law and Neil Custis and all them. Uh, the women sticking to the uh, traditions of the club then? Yep, straight out of the cup. Great. Excellent. Early exit, well done. Lost 2-0 to York. Should have gone in at least a goal ahead. Yeah, D- they didn't. They battered them in the first half. They hit the crossbar. York's keeper made a few good saves from one-on-ones. 
And then nil nil at half time. I think Rick Passmore, the manager, even sort of said afterwards, well, you know what's going to happen then, don't you? <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> stop the, why don't you stop that happening? Yeah. Out of the cups, so now what do we do? Concentrating on the Concentrating league. Concentrating on the league. Um, Although there's loads of cups. Right. In. Oh, there's like plates and shields and stuff as well. Yeah, this um, might even be the one where, there's one where you, lose, you go out of one cup and if you lose, then you go into another cup. So it's a bit like the Champions League when you get booted into the Europa League yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There seems to be endless cups in, right, that, right. in their league. Uh, we have new rules on banning as well in the Premier League. The shareholders meeting, which is basically the clubs and uh, and the FA, isn't it? All got together and said, children who run on the pitch should be jailed and flogged. <laughs> I think so. I, I would go one step further and anyone caught bringing a sign into a game. I would have them put in the cells. We, so we're banning children bringing signs in. Uh, if an adult is caught bringing a sign in, they, they should have a shoe in in the car park. Yeah. Off CCTV or on? Absolutely off. Right. Um, yeah, that, that should really be clamped down upon. But I, I know I know it's nice as a kid to get a shirt and whatever, but it is kind of annoying. And <laughs> <laughs> Am I out of order here? Or do I find it... I don't like the, the little clamour of grasping bastards down in, down bet, in corners as, as players roll around everyone with the little signs I bet, as you, I bet when you walk down Pontefract High Street when they come up to you know the um, the chuggers like for the charities mm. with the clipboard I thought you were going to ask people people asking for my shirt I'm like no 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 <laughs> are you, are you, and they're coming to you saying Mr Normanton um, have you thought about saving the whale today and you just go I like whales but I can fuck off if well, you think those, you're having my money yeah, no, one wants, no one likes those people though do they no let's face it do a lot of fine work for charity, as you well know, Dan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, well mate. Know. I do. As I, you well I, know. I was there on the front. I was at the coalface. <laughs> right there with you. So the whales can frankly fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, running on pitches, that is the thing that's been specifically outlawed, isn't yeah. it? As and, well um, as um, smoke bombs, other stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think you you mainly got a ban for these things anyway, but I think they've, they've now got a minimum one year attached to them. We should make the kids earn the shirt. We should have to sit and watch every game played under Neil Warnock mm. and then give him David Norris's shirt and say there, be <laughs> yeah. grateful for that. Want a shirt, do you? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of Luke Varney? Well, there you go. And just wrapping things up in this section, by the way, um, Leeds United Bay Area are meeting at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, home of the San Francisco 49ers. Have you heard of those lot? Yes, I believe so, yeah. yeah. Great bunch oh, of lads. Own a bit of us, don't they? Mm-hmm. Don't put any money in. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, they're having a, a Q&A with Parag Marate at half ask time. Him, ask him why he's not putting more money in. <laughs> Um, it sounds like the, the manoeuvring anyway to, uh, yeah. to hopefully to take over and, uh, and we'll see what that what that brings. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what, what is said at the, uh, at the Q&A. Because I found that when we spoke to uh, Parag on uh, the Phil Hay show when Phil was off having his head drilled into, Parag is a dead nice guy, but he's, he's very, very skilled at corporate answers, I found. Mm. He needs more of the Angus Kinnear about him. <laughs> letting, some, <laughs> letting some shit slip. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, the Bay Area meeting at Levi Stadium, uh, home of the 49ers. That's for the Villa, Villa game, by the way. Oh, we're not going then? No, no, no. It's, nah. um, yeah, so they're watching the Villa game there. Little get-together, hands across the ocean, all that sort of stuff. So, nice. um, yeah. and, if you, and if you are an American, please subscribe because... Oh, it, I was going to say it's more or less free for you now. Great time to subscribe if you are uh, if you are American because the state of the pound against the dollar exactly. is fucked, isn't it? It's probably less than like a coffee now or something. <laughs> is TSB plus here? Yeah, so if you could... I'll just send cash. <laughs> Stockings. Um, enough, what other, what, about your kinks, what other wartime stuff did people need? <laughs> it was bananas, coffee, coffee. Yeah, yeah. We'll, have, we'll have some of that too. So anything, jam, anything you can send us, and all that. Stuff. Uh, anyway. Ameri- American trousers. Get yeah. the old Levi's over, please. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're previewing Villa now then. Let's preview Villa. Football. We can preview a football match. Oh, imagine that. Wow. Wild. Um, it's felt as long as the summer as this gap. It's good because I'm not actually going to be there. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm missing it. Although I am going to see Castellon to go see Pablo. So ah, hopefully it'll be all right. Oh, really? Yes. Think, I mean, I've I've been absolutely dreading it for about a month now that he's about to get injured. Mm. Sort of, I'm more frightened about that than I am Leeds' internationals getting crocked for the season. But uh, fingers crossed, after he scored that great goal the other week, mm. I'll be seeing him and his beautiful eyes again. It was nice to see him scoring a goal, wasn't it? Even though you could, because you, that coverage of um, Spanish third tier, is it now? Mm. Isn't that great? But even from there, I know there was a puff of the cheeks before that shot. You didn't get the behind the goal shot. You only got the one angle, but I thought he's puffed his cheeks there. And he brought back such nice memories. I was going to say, you look you look at Pablo and it, and it reminds you of the promotion, doesn't it? Which now feels like, now it's just passing into memory a little bit. It feels more like you look back on it as like the best holiday you had with your mates. Except we couldn't be with your mates, you had to be indoors. Um, and not with your mates, but you know what I mean. I don't it's got the mean. same sort of feeling as that kind of, uh, oh, wasn't it good? Wasn't mm. it good then? Um, it's a good job somebody's put that this is at 4.30 here on the sheet because in my mind I got it, it was 2 o'clock. Unless I've got it wrong, which is quite possible. No, no, I've, I've just looked on the Sky Sports app and it does seem to suggest that it's uh, it's a 4.30 kickoff. I'm just looking at the... Uh, no, no, it is, yeah, my calendar says it. I've got the Sky Sports calendar on me. Okay, uh, good. On my iCal. Um, I'll turn up at the right point. Uh, actually get sales pitching at this point as well. Please buy a magazine. We had them printed for the Forest game. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That didn't happen. Oh, God, yeah. So we've got like thousands of magazines to try and sell in a single game now which, if you was, to, which was not what we planned. Michael I want to buy it I want to get one up from you where do I find it? Tunnel by the Lowfields Tunnel there'll be someone by the club shop someone around the East Stand middle kind of area um, possibly some more but you know, those are the most reliable spots to get surely it's going to be outlandishly expensive if I give you a tenner there's going to be no change no, not, not true, Dan. You'll get... Um, Bloody hell, Michael. If Moscow was here, I'd have him do the maths, but I'll tell you instead, if you give me £10, you'd get £7.50 back, plus a magazine. Have you got the magazine to hand? 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the cover? Uh, Louis Sinistera. Excellent. Well, what we'll do is there, via the magic of, of editing, Lee, who's our video editor, can can insert the magazine here. Okay, Look yeah. at that, you see it there? That is nice, yeah. It's it nice look there good. on the video. It does look good, and it's absolutely bang up to date. In fairness, it's not out of date, because we've not played yeah, since... Nothing's happened since then. <laughs> we've just frozen in time, so... Um, I suppose, I, mean, I suppose the Queen has died since we wrote it, but there was not there was not likely to be much about that in there anyway. So you just um, to scrap the anti-royalist. Um, yeah, got rid, of, got rid of yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the first of eight league games we've got before the World Cup. That's all we've got left. Plus Wolves in the Carabao as well. It's not many, is it? No. No. Get yeah. rid of the World Cup. Really, really is annoying me mm. every time I see the big gap in the fixtures. But let's look forward to this one because um, yeah, it's been a while. And this will be another interesting test, I think, of um, of Marsh and how far we've come under him because. Uh, we obviously looked absolutely abysmal right back at the start of his tenure last season. Lost 1-0 to them in pre-season. So a win would feel like a lot of progress, I think. And they've only won twice this season, same as us. So I think this would be a nice chance to just calm everybody down again. It's like when, when we look back to the first season post-promotion, it never got away from us at any point. Mm-hmm. Did it? There was always a win just around the corner. This feels like one of those. And, and it feels like we probably would have got it against Forest, but with that falling by the wayside, this is the next opportunity. That uh, that first home game under Marsh last season, God, that was a bleak night. It was, that, it was, it was, it was hateful. That was it? one of those. Oh right, we're actually going down here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the that was the night I gave up on Junior Furpo completely as well. I remember <laughs> quite relieved to see him get injured and just think, just play Stuart Dallas there, which worked out well. Yeah, it was the one where Furpo was running across to cover Cash, wasn't it, at the back post where the ball had reached him and ran like a, a comedy distance past him but he overshot him by about he ended up sort of in the set in, in, in with the Villa fans and by the time Cash was putting it when, to the when you see corner. people reversing up the hard shoulder to go off the motorway exit they've just missed <laughs> bless him yeah it was weird this game I was I watched the highlights of it back because I remembered it being awful but you know and you can't quite remember what went wrong and it, basically we were trying to be more narrow which we are now still but it somehow just resulted in them having the ball in wide areas with infinite amounts of time to pull it back and for them to score goals or have chances because Melier made loads of good saves in this game as well so 3-0 kind of flattered us when you watched it back Well it was like um, they signed Coutinho last January and it seemed like he played really well against us twice mm-hmm. and then since then he's not really done anything and the whole thing about Gerard is oh, he doesn't know what to do with him or how to fit him in his team um, it's just been left out of the Brazil squad uh, apparently it was slightly improved against Southampton but the Villa-Southampton game which they won um, a pretty scrappy goal. It was John McGinn who said if I was watching that, I'd have turned it off. So I think uh, Jeff Stelling as well said that it would, might be one of the worst ever Premier League games. So it's not like they're in amazing form. Mm-hmm. And they've got quite a few, they've got a couple of injuries now, haven't they? As well? Yeah, they've, yeah, they've got, got a few on the list here, haven't got we? got loads, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, I, wish them, I wish them all the best in a speedy recovery. Um, Diego Carlos, who's the centre-back, so they, 26 million quid. He was rough in pre-season, was that, was that lad? That's who Bamford... Kicked brilliantly, wasn't it? Mm. Ah, yeah. So he's ruptured his Achilles. That was in the second game. Uh, Bubakar Kamara, who I kind of wanted us to go in for when we were looking for um, for midfielders, he's coming on a Bosman from Marseille, injured his knee ligaments in that Southampton game, so he's not going to be back now until after the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Good for us. Digna uh, has Digna, a... are you going Dean or Digna? Digna. That's what it says in front of me. Here. <laughs> Luca Digna. Luca Digna, yeah. Like Fred, Fair enough. Fred Digna. Yes. Um, he uh, <laughs> fractured his ankle. Uh, and Matty Cash... Uh, has been out with a hamstring injury as well. So they've got a bit to, to contend with, haven't they? I know they've got a, a relatively big-ish squad, but you know, it's not limitless, is it? It's a very leadsy thing, though, to get your two big summer signings both crocked early on. I feel like that's something we, we've done in the past. There's still time. <laughs> uh, well, according, yeah, that's true. According to the um, the old internet charlatans who scored.com, 
their main formation is the Christmas tree, which takes me back to Terry Venables, who managed Leeds, what was it, 2002, three-ish, whenever? Yeah, with great success. Mm. Um, Did he play Christmas tree for us, or was it just England he was doing the Christmas tree with? I don't remember it for us, I have to say. But then I don't remember much of that time, um, apart from Nicky Barnby. And that's the, that is the extent, Paul Ocon. the extent of the old uh, tactical analysis. But I, I do feel like we'll fare better. I, I've always felt like we struggled like in that away game against them. The, was that the 3-3 mm. when Bielsa was still in charge, when um, Radrazani claimed that he'd fallen out of love with that's, Bielsa? He claimed he wanted to leave the ground at halftime yeah. in his interview with Phil Hay. The, um That's when Coutinho was just operating in acres of space wasn't it hopefully with two deep line midfielders we won't have that problem uh, this time yeah it was a it was a very weird game was that and obviously a little scum bastard with the goals that, oh the header as well yeah that yeah. saved us that, that day wasn't it so not, not got him it was, it was scum bastard and Llorente who were the, the saviours so we'll see what happens there uh, Llorente actually is an interesting one because Cooper is presumably fully fit now having had another month to recover and he was very close last time he's played under 23s since hasn't he so I did. Um, I've noticed that Spain are playing Portugal tonight, so it could be Llorente mm. v Ronaldo, which might be his final chance to redeem himself. I guess. <laughs> yeah, if he if he can injure Ronaldo in that game, I'd give him a start. Or Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> yeah, a few there. Very true. Yeah, if he can take both out you know, with with one bullet, so to speak. <laughs> it, it would certainly calm the the anxieties because I've I've got a little just a very low because we haven't played for so long. I've got a very low level of anxiety just bubbling under mm. at the minute. Yeah, because it feels like it's been ages since we won a game. I think maybe that's what's fueling it. I'd probably feel a little calmer if it was Cooper in there orchestrating things from the back rather than Urente. No offence, Diego. Yeah, I would as well. I mean, because it was so long ago, the scars of that Brentford game have, have faded a bit, but fucking hell, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> like when you actually think about the goals in that game, it's like, oh, wow, okay. Um, so yeah, I would um, I would probably put him back in. Are we going to have Aylin in at right back or Rasmus has been back fit for Denmark mm. who do we want to see I'd like Aileen there to be honest yeah I think so possibly yeah. I, I suspect he might give Rasmus another go mm. Aileen on the bench maybe as an option but I don't know I suppose we, we'll see how it's it's gone in training but Aileen looked really good didn't he obviously in his, in his very brief cameo appearance against Brentford I was going to say that if you actually extend this out to the whole defence you're then talking about making three changes in that defence if you put Furpo back in as well I'm talking about two changes not three <laughs> But it isn't. That's that's like a lot of change for for one game. Mm. Like, mm. would you take Strauk out or would you put him in? I'd leave Strauk in. I think. I mean, I'd love to see him have a run at centre back. But having said that, I think Cooper fits into that team nicely. I think Strauk's been doing a good job at left back. I'd like to see Aileen play right back. So I think a bit of attacking thrust there that he mm. gives us would be good, especially considering the system is all built upon the fullbacks providing the width. And I think Rasmus just hasn't quite had that spark yet, has he? No. No, he hasn't. I think I would equally leave um, the big sexy pirate in at left back for now. <laughs> let Firpo let Firpo find his way back in slowly. What about Willie Nonto then on the bench, definitely? Yeah, he'll be bench, won't he? But Bamford might start. Would you start him? I would, probably, if I think. He's, if he's, I just never trust that he's fit. Mm. I feel like we've been told he's fit so many times over the past sort of 18 months and he never seems to be, does he? But if, if he's fit, I would play him. Mm. There's that sort of air of uh, seeing the phone call from the garage when you put your car in. You say, oh, what is it now? Go on then. Yeah, you almost don't want Bamford news, do you? You just want him not in any, not being spoken about for a while, other than at games, obviously. But yeah, the, just that that thing that comes from a press conference where someone asks a question, like, no, he's picked up a bit of a knock in training. You're like, for fuck's sake. Another oh, yeah. one. 
Just another. It's just a couple of weeks. Yeah. And before you know it, it's Christmas. I forgot we'll have the the Jess conference, won't we? And he always starts start with the injury update before anyone can ask him. So I'm expecting him to just sit down and go, yeah, Pat's broken again. Yeah. Uh, Sinister is injured. Uh, Lorenzo's had a breakdown probably. But, you know. Do, do we basically, are we almost back to full strength here then with all these lot back? I think so. Yeah. Dallas is, Dallas is obviously a long way off. But yeah. I think he's... Bavis Lee's back in training, isn't he? And they were looking at New Year. If that's only eight more games, they'll be mm. back soon. I want to see Stuart Dallas. It feels like a good. It feels like a comfort blanket. Yeah, and I think it felt sad at the end of last year when he would went down injured, and we thought we were getting relegated, and it all felt a bit like, well, that's that's the end of Stuart Dallas. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just the general mood of around Leeds United at the time felt so depressive that I felt like, I feel like he went down, he broke his leg, and everyone went, well, that's the end of that. The fun times are over. Stuart Dallas is over. Never mind. But then we've stayed up and. Dallas can run again and maybe everything's going to be all right. Do we need to win this? I'm just looking at the fixtures we've got, like next four or five. So I think we, we probably do. Right. We could, well... Because we we've got Palace after this away, which will be difficult. Again, pre-season reminders again. Mm. And then it's Arsenal at home, who appear to be good now. Leicester away. Will they have changed their manager by then? New manager bounce? Well, I don't know. There's, there's an opportunity there. And then Fulham at home. So it feels like for the next three games, there's nothing in there that you think, yeah, we we're probably going to win that in the way that you looked at Forest and thought all things being equal, we should. I mean, I was looking at Forest, Villa and Fulham as games that we should probably aim to win. Mm. A draw against Villa wouldn't be a disaster, would it? But um, it felt like prior to the our games being cancelled and, and the Villa playing Southampton, it felt like Gerrard was under loads of pressure and mm. they'd had a really bad start to the season. We'd had a good start and now all of a sudden they're a point behind us. And uh, it's like, oh, that's uh, not, that's, that feels like it's really twisted. And then, we've <laughs> got, then we've got Liverpool away and I'm just looking further down to, to Bournemouth on which you'd expect uh, Liverpool, us to Liverpool win. are shot now. We'll beat them. <laughs> no bother. But I mean, looking ahead to the games before the World Cup break, you, you obviously start, you write off the, the bigger ones, don't you, in your mind, thinking, well, if we get a point, good, but we'll probably lose. Um, you know, Spurs, Liverpool, Arsenal at home. But then you look at you know, Leicester away, Fulham home, Bournemouth home. There's, there's stuff in there for mm. us to get in there. Just keep it ticking over. I think the Gerrard point's good. That, that's why we should beat Villa, just to keep them engulfed in kind of sadness mm. and hating each other. Because it's nice just not being that club. I think there's a lot mm. to be said for that. Yeah, not being panicking and your manager's under pressure all the time. Let's keep them engulfed in sadness so we don't have to be that club. <laughs> because just... then you've got teams like Leicester and Bournemouth mm. who've already sat to manage it that leave them to just be a mess. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know what the table looks like. I've had to now pull it up just to, to double check and confirm with myself, but it appears we are mid-table at the minute. Which is fine. But it's just, it's still at that stage of the season where there's there's not an awful lot of a gap between mid-table and 18th. Mm. Unless you're going to tell me there is, but I don't think there is. No, well, it's, it's four points. Yeah. So it is still a two-game swing and we've got a, we have got a game in hand as well. Yeah. Not to forget that one, um, which will be against Forest at some point. So Yeah, and Scum. At some point, we have that one to come as well, don't we? Oh, yeah, that one was obviously cancelled. So we'll, we'll win that easy. <laughs> oh, we are, we've got a famously good record at Old Trafford. <laughs> so, what does this feel like to you? Then, where where does this one go? Mm, win. It's in it's in that bracket of Premier League games where you look at it and you think we could win this, but equally we could lose it, mm. and you'd also probably take a draw. Good predicting that, Dan. I know, I know. <laughs> really but, solid. But so much of the Premier League is like that, isn't it? That's the problem. I'll go for it. In the same way that Palace, we've got Palace afterwards, and we'll end up saying the same mm. thing again. It'll be a scrappy, spiteful 1-0 win to Leeds. They've got McGinn in midfield to be the mm. pantomime villain after he cropped Archie Gray in the summer. And also, Diego Carlos's injury means Tyrone Mings is back in the team and he's 
famously popular Ellen Road, so I'm sure he'll get a great reception. Although he did help to keep us up last season, so let's not forget his, we've, we've changed our... Let's give him a hero as well. <laughs> yeah, our opinion on him. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be, we need to try and take advantage of the fact that they've got some fairly bad injury problems at the moment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Ash, yeah, Ashley yeah. Young's probably going to be playing at fullback from. so... I can't believe he's still playing I can't, I can't like, be allowed, no. can it? How old is he now? Too old. Ashley old. He, I mean, he played in that Watford team that beat us in the, the playoffs, didn't he? No one, no one from that game should still be playing. And I'm looking at Ben Foster too and saying he should retire. Yeah, that's funny. That was if you listen to the Phil Hay show, that was his first um, Phil's first game covering Leeds was the playoff final defeat in Cardiff. And look at look what's happened to Phil since. <laughs> I was going to say he's been a curse on this club ever since. But yeah, Ashley Young, 37 this year he turned. I think I knew he was back at a former club, but I just assumed it must be Watford because <laughs> they're crap. Changed manager, haven't they? Watford, surprisingly. Is that, that was the guy who's from um, Forest Green, wasn't it? Who was there? Yeah, they, they had a should cha- never have left. They had a change of policy, didn't they? Over somewhere like, no, we're going to get someone who, who's going to build it. Nope, sacked, gone. Always going to happen. Where are they in the league? I don't know. Middle of it. <laughs> they're, not, they're not disastrous by any stretch. They're, I don't know. Middle of it. <laughs> they're not. They're not doing terribly like Middlesbrough or anything. They're right. Just, let me have a look. They're just kind of like ninth, I think, and on the fringe of the playoffs. They've got Billich in though, haven't they? Yeah. Who I've always had a bit of a soft spot for. Yeah, he's he's, he's quite funny as Billich. Yeah. He <laughs> just seems like a bit of a. One of those. I just like to have a pint of him. So yeah, it seems like a bit of a lunatic. What? What for the tenth? One point outside the playoffs. There you go. I wasn't. I wasn't far off, was I? No. Not terrible. Just not. Just not an automatic spot. They've played 10, won three, drawn five, but only lost two, 11 and 11 goals for and against. So they're, they're just sort of middling. There's former Forest Green managers just can't get a break, can they? So Coventry are bottom. Huddersfield, I didn't realise we were, uh, were yeah. that low down. Yeah, the shit. Yeah, and uh, Sheffield United and oh, Norwich doing the usual trying the championship but not bothering the Premier League act again. Don't let them come up. It's a waste of time. <laughs> mm. So I didn't realise Sunderland were that riding that high. Jack Clark. Let Sunderland never go. Charge. Norwich can fuck off. Stop wait, stop coming up. <laughs> stop coming up just to go straight back down with a whimper. I'm just listing teams now. So um should we wrap it up there then? Uh, unless we have anything to add on the villa game. Um they're aggressive apparently according to score.com, so that should be fun. Well, we saw John, that in the summer, John, didn't we? John McGinn kicking children, yeah. What are you feeling for it then? Let's um return to that question. Click one nil. So you're saying scrappy horrible one nil, you're saying similar. Click off the bench. Oh, that'd be nice. One nil, giving it the big one. Straight into McGinn's face. <laughs> I'll go. 4-0 leads. <laughs> Click off the bench. Makes it 1-0. We run away with it. There's a red card for Villa in there as well. McGinn is due one after he got mm. away with punching, uh, clicking the stomach once, didn't he? Right, there we when go. When Click had done nothing wrong. Three home wins, great. <laughs> Absolutely riddled with optimism. We will see if we're right and we will reflect on this um, on the match ball then, mm. gentlemen. Post-match, you're not going to be on that, obviously, because you're not going to the game. No, and I'm not dialing in from Spain this morning, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, enjoy your trip to go see Pablo and we will... Uh, we'll, we'll get a report on Pablo, won't we? Yeah, definitely. I'll yeah. let you know how he's looking. Excellent. Um, enjoy that and hopefully everyone gets to enjoy the Villa game and we're sat here on the match ball on Sunday evening mm-hmm. toasting three points and Leeds United's glorious charge up the Premier League. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.